Welcome to the Multifamily by the Slice Podcasts with your hosts, Dre Evans and Ike Eke. On this show, you'll gain unique perspectives from investors and professionals on all aspects of the apartment investing space. Do you want to achieve legacy wealth and live a life of financial freedom? Well, all it takes is that first slice of wisdom to get you started on the journey to building your empire. Please subscribe to the show, leave a five-star review, and pass it along to a friend that can benefit from a slice of multifamily knowledge. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, Malta Family Bottle Slice listeners. This is a really good, exciting podcast today. A little bit different too. You know, he's a buddy of mine, Jason Kalyanko. He is a former special operator, a former veteran, doing a lot of big things. He is studying right now um, to get his MBA part-time at Pepperdine. He's also doing a lot of raising capital for a nonprofit, which is very different. And and I can I talk to him a little bit about that in the show with yep. how that's different from raising capital from investors. He also talks a lot about like his multifamily experience. I, I thought it was a great show. What about you, bro? Oh, it was fantastic. And, and, you know, a lot of times on real estate podcasts, you always hear from people that have, you know, thousands of units of vertically integrated company and have already, you know, proven that they are the successful person that people want to hear from about real estate. But Every now and again, you you get to meet somebody that isn't necessarily you know far along in the real estate journey, but you can tell that they're going to be successful. And this was this is one of those occasions because you listen to his background, you hear about what he's doing currently, both in the for profit and nonprofit space, and you, he talks about a trip that he just had with a few of his nonprofit colleagues, and you know you can tell that he's going to be doing a lot of big things in the future, and it's a story you want to watch. So I really enjoyed talking to him. Yeah, this for my listeners, this is that show that's for you all that really want to get that insider perspective again of what it was like to buy your first multifamily. The feelings and the thoughts that Jason went through acquiring his duplex in the San Diego market, as well as the power of relationships and, and respect in that sense, and what he went through once he finally closed. And I think the other part that was very critical, big theme of this podcast was the power of mindset. Absolutely. Jason talks a lot about that. And I think that stems from his training and the things that he went through as a special operator. But he talks a lot about mindset from an entrepreneurial and a business and a real estate investor perspective. And that's, that's more than half the battle. If you have the right mindset and you have the right discipline and the routine, that's what makes you successful. Uh, so mindset and discipline and buying that first small multifamily property in a hot market like San Diego. Those are big, big topics in this podcast. And Dre, before we get into it, there was uh, one story that he tells you or he tells us around the, the idea of, of relationships. And it's about how he acquired a property from somebody he didn't know he was going to know. So Mm -hmm. stick around for that piece. It's, it's very light enlightening and a story you probably never heard before. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for it. You want to introduce our guest today? Read that bio for us? Absolutely, absolutely. So our guest today is Jason. How do I pronounce your last name, Jason? I apologize. Goyanko. Jason Goyanko separated from the Navy in 2019 after 11 years of service working in the special operations community. Post-military, it has been his passion and his why to forge connections with others through camaraderie and service so they can lead fulfilled lives. 
He started the Legacy Group based on the idea of creating a foundation of like-minded standouts who eschew the idea of living in scarcity. The Legacy Group encourages members to build and create new streams of income with a heavy emphasis in real estate investments. The name Legacy comes from the book Legacy, based on the New Zealand all-black rugby team and their 15 mantras of success. He also owns a multifamily property within the North Park submarket of San Diego. In his free time, Jason is an avid surfer, snowboarder, climber, and outdoorsman. He has raised over $130,000 for veteran nonprofit nonprofits and volunteers a time to help with gold star families. It's a mouthful, Jason. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I thank you for having me on the show, Dre. Incredible. You've got the, the best radio podcast voice. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. This is perfect. I'm excited for you to, you know, to launch this podcast and, uh, yeah, be, thank you for having me on the show. No, bro, this is special for me. And, it's crazy because like I, he's he's doing great things. I actually met him through another SEAL buddy who invited me in. And I went, he invited me to Jason's meetup. It's an all-veterans group, like we mentioned in his bio, and it's mm-hmm. been great. Like he brings in different speakers, and I'm talking about like good speakers, heavy hitters, some were multifamily, some were ADU things, like different, different little things in real estate just for someone to learn. And even he even went into doing stuff with a former Naval Academy classmate, Kevin, even dealing, dealing with like financial literacy, but his company being different at Financial House, looking at Hill, Hillcrest, shout out to Kevin, by the way. But his yeah. company, instead of like steering clients to do mutual funds and stocks, they teach their clients to invest in real estate. And so Kevin himself owns properties in San Diego. So that's what makes that great um, as well. But this is just a special podcast for me for that and many other reasons. He's a vet too, like... I'm really excited for this one. Absolutely. We, I mean, we got a lot to talk about. You heard in that bio that there are many things that this man has done and he's given us the opportunity to discuss it and we are very excited to do so. So Jason, tell me uh, your bio. Tell me about yourself, anything we missed, anything you want to highlight. This is your time to just introduce yourself to the, to the audience here. Yeah, well, you know, I just uh, want to talk a little bit more about the legacy group and where I got the idea because uh, what's interesting now is I have friends in other states who are also in real estate investment or want to get into it. And um, I actually sat down on a Zoom call with friends in the Bay Area because they want to create their own meetup after the legacy group. And they were asking me, how did I do it? You know, what, what kind of speakers do I bring? How do I find people? And that's really how it started. I just, I was talking to friends about my separation from the military and that I really didn't know what I wanted to do. But I know one thing is that before the Navy, I was a personal trainer. And while I loved that career and I was passionate about health and fitness and helping people lose weight and better themselves physically, I didn't like trading my time for, for money. And when I wasn't working, I wasn't making money. So, you know, fast forward, you know, to 11 years after the military, I knew that I didn't want to go back to that type of career. So as I talked to more friends, both in the military and veterans and friends who, who didn't serve at all, I started to realize a lot of my friends own investment properties. They own more than just the house they lived in. A lot of them own properties out of state. So, you know, I started thinking to myself, this, you know, this is, this is, you know, definitely one way to create another stream of income, but not just a 401k that sits there until you're 65 years old. It's something that generates cash flow now so that you can buy back your time 
and invest your time into doing more things that you're passionate about. And for me, that's helping other veterans. Um, it's helping families in the fallen, being able to spend more time with my own family and friends. So yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of how the legacy group started. And I just threw the idea out there with seven or eight friends. And, uh, you know, it was during COVID, so we couldn't find a public place to meet up. So we had to sneak around my buddy's apartment complex and, <laughs> and uh, you know, find, find meeting rooms there and uh, meet covertly. But um, it worked out. It, it's worked out really well. Uh, we'll have our 12th meetup in December. Nice. And like Dre said, we've been able to get great speakers. And every, every time we meet, even when I think, you know, I don't have a lot of material to present, the value unfolds in the relationships that are created and the conversations that are had outside of the meetups. And every time, every, every next meetup, I hear about these conversations and what the relationships I've created have, have, uh, have grown into. So, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it sounds like a fantastic group and you hear this from people that run meetups, people that join mentorship programs or simply go to meetups, you know, the, the content's always great. You always hear from very interesting and experienced people, but the real value is being able to, you know, be face to face with somebody you hadn't met before, you know, exchange information, network a little bit and, you know, build relationships that way. So, you know, that's something that I've, you know, noticed in my experience and what I've told, what I've been told time and time again. So now that we're, now that we're on the topic, how about you tell people that are local here to San Diego, how to participate in your group or where you guys meet or some of the, the, the uh, details around that. I would say we meet at the financial house in Hillcrest. Kev Baker has been gracious enough to open his doors to his beautiful two-story office in Hillcrest to us, allowing us to, to meet there. And um, honestly, reach out to me on LinkedIn, you know, find me, find myself or find Dre, talk to one of us, tell us who you are, where you what your interest is. Cause while I would love to open the group up to the masses, I also want to screen people who come in and make sure that they're a good fit for the group and that they're going to get out of it, you know, what the intent, the original intention and mission of the group is. There you go. So, Jason, you mentioned, you know, hearing a lot about different buddies that bought properties, right? So where, what happened next for you? How did you even get the knowledge to learn about multifamily in general? And... What was the motivating force that ultimately led you to pull the trigger, especially in a market like San Diego? Great question, Dre. And I can tell you that it, it was not an easy road for me. So I, I did not do the best job of, of saving before I got out of the Navy and left the Navy with, with some debt. So, but right away, I had friends that I had made through the veteran community. Shout out to Alana Stray really encouraged me to, Hey, you've got the VA loan, let, you know, let's just see what you qualify for, you know, cause you want to get in this game for all these reasons, you know, and it's all the reasons that we've talked about and the reason, you know, we're on this podcast today is she really lit the fire underneath me. And it was, it was a learning curve at first, you know, we put an offer on a place in Imperial beach. And even though it was two properties with proven rental income, I learned that I couldn't use that rental income in my application for a loan to qualify me. And, um, you know, after, after trying to jump through the hoops there, decided it didn't, it didn't work out. It wasn't at the right time. And I had just gotten out. 
we've taken a look and put in an offer at several other places. But honestly, I don't think those were a good fit for me because they required so much fixing. And as a new investor to have that on your lap, I don't think it was, I think it would be great for a more seasoned investor, but not for me. So fast forward to June of this past summer, 2021, shout out to Bradley Milburn, my, my realtor, our, our friend, former Navy SEAL. Awesome, awesome guy. I just had incredible patience that kept feeding me uh, properties off the MLS listing or off of the MLS. So not, weren't on the MLS yet, trying to get us uh, first, first in on the offers. And we put in another offer on a place in Imperial Beach. And you can literally look down the street and see the ocean. It was three blocks away, but the layout of the property was just a disaster. It was a three bedroom, one bath with the only bath and you had to go through the master bedroom to get to. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I was like, this is, even if you're a close family, you know, this is not going to work, but we decided to put the offer in anyways. And then, uh, I went on vacation that week to go visit my family back East in Virginia. And Brad calls me up two days later and says, we're taking your, we're, we're going to re- renege your offer. And, uh, cause I just found the perfect place for you in North park. So this current place is the place that I ended up purchasing. It was uh, two units connected together, two bedrooms, one and a half bath, two car garage, front yard and backyard. And lo and behold, I find out after we've already put an offer in is that the, and this is the dream situation, right? This is, I don't know, power of connection. Maybe it's karma, but the owners were my current landlords. And I had been renting them for them for, for six years in Ocean Beach. And they, they enjoyed having me as a renter. They knew as a veteran, you know, they knew I was trying to do positive things with my life and get into the real estate multifamily game. And they told the realtor, you know, they wanted to sell it to me. I had to come up with my offer, a little bit on my offer, but we, we met at a point that was, uh, that was fair for them and me as well. And I just took a swing and it was a, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a great deal. I've already got a long-term renter in one of the units and plans for putting an ADU in the back and maybe turning both garages or at least one of the garages into an ADU or storage unit. That's, that's awesome. It, it, again, it talks about the story and the power of, you know, connections, like you said, right? Yeah. With how those were your previous landlords. So I want to transition a little bit too. And all right, so you closing this duplex. What was that feeling like for you? And how did it feel next? Because now, all right, you close, but now you got to stabilize if you don't have a tenant <laughs> in there and you got to fix some things and just tell me about those those gut feelings. Tell me about those emotions. Because I think a lot of people don't really talk about it as much on podcasts and just how they feel. Like, walk us through that. How'd you feel? Yeah, it's, it's a scary feeling. You know, I was fortunate enough to, to have a, a renter that, that wanted to stay there, but if I didn't, and you know, she had told me the next month that she was leaving. That's a pretty big mortgage. To, yeah, <laughs> uh, San Diego on a duplex to, mm-hmm. to to think about that first mortgage payment. You know, that was, you know, that was yeah, that was a shock. Just you know, look, look. It's one thing to to see the amount on paper, but it's another thing like see the funds moving in and out of your account. You know, and I'm fortunate that the previous owners had put in a um, significant amount of money into refurbishing and updating the property. But as homeowners and property owners, you know, there, it's, 
every day, every week, there, there's something that always needs upkeep and maintenance and fixing. Uh, knock on wood, luckily, you know, the, it, it's been nothing big. It's all been minor things that I've been able to do myself. It's, it's scary. And, um, you know, as, as some of the, these things are, you know, I'm still glad I did. I still look back and, and just know that I'm cr- already creating equity you know, in, in just living in the property for two and a half months, I have tenants paying my mortgage, you know, towards my equity. And I'm already, you know, thinking about what I can do to the property to create more cash flow and what my next move is in a few years. I like how you said, what's your next move? Because that's what we're going to ask you next. What's your, <laughs> what's your long-term goals within the real estate industry? Or you could even break it down to, you know, what's your, what's your 12-month plan? What's your five-year plan? And then what's your 10-year plan? That's more specific. I, I don't know that I've, I've thought about that recently, I, because I'm doing two full-time jobs in MBA <laughs> and raising money for charity and trying to, enjoy my life John. but great question you know what if you ever have me back i'm gonna i'm gonna have a, a more outlined plan but ultimately my goal is to change my my current loan from a va loan to a conventional and be able to pull my va loan out still retain this duplex in north park and completely rent it out whether it's long-term rental or short-term rental airbnb you know i i think it's it, it's something it's too good it's too good of an area desirable area to, to hold on to it. So, and then, um, use my loan to, to purchase another property that, uh, that maybe I want to live in more permanently. And additionally, you know, the reason why I, I'm, I'm hustling in, in all these, these two careers is to, to start building up, uh, more, more cash to be able to invest in, in something like a, a syndication or take down uh, another property. So those I would say are, probably my, that's probably my five-year goal right there. I would say in the next 12 months, what I'd like to do is start building an ADU on my, my property. I've got, uh, I've got, um, I've got two garage units that I could uh, turn into ADUs. Um, I have space in, in the, in the backyard where I can put a disjointed one up. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, after I meet with uh, Kalani from ADU Geeks, Shout out to Kalani in Hillcrest. Awesome. Again, another veteran, former Marine. Yeah. And just kind of walk through with him and see what that picture looks like. Awesome. So I right, well, let's talk a little bit about you raising this money for the veteran nonprofit, Jason. So how did that come about? Obviously, we, I know you're a veteran, but how did that come about with you wanting to do uh, work with nonprofits? And tell me how that process is, because Ike and I, we have a familiarity with raising capital for an actual return for investors. But how is that when you're doing it for a nonprofit? Honestly, it feels amazing. The Honor Foundation was a transition program, is a transition program that's near and dear to my heart. So for for 12 weeks before I was getting out, separating from the Navy, I went through this program. And it's not just a program that's designed to help you find a job. Because anybody can and find a job. You can find a job doing anything, getting out. It's really designed to get these veterans to repurpose and retrain their mindset for life past the military and how you can still be of service to your communities, fellow veterans. And you've been a leader all this time in the military. How can you be a leader outside of it? And 
those 12, 12 weeks were such a, an eye opener for me. And one of the greatest things, uh, assets, strengths of mine that I was able to foster was this power of networking. And the more that I was open to talking to people, the more that I reached out and sought out mentors and people who were way smarter than me, the greater my network opened up, the more my aperture opened up, more opportunities started coming my way. The legacy group got started and I wanted to find a way to give back. We went on this amazing trek to San Francisco where we visited 13 companies. The last company was Airbnb where former Navy SEAL commander Darren Evanson works and he's doing great things, crushing it there. He gives us a brief about Airbnb, the opportunities there for veterans. And at the end, he says, any questions? Look around at all 25 of us and for the first time in 13 companies, not a single hand raised up. So he turns to us and he says, well, if you guys don't have any questions, I have one ask of you. When you find success, send the elevator back down. And those words resonated with me. I aligned with those words and I, I, I never forgot about them. You know, I wasn't at a point for a little bit that, you know, I felt that I had found success. But once things started rolling for me and, and really moving forward and I felt my trajectory go up, I wanted to find a way to give back. And that was uh, creating what's called the Swim for Soft Special Operations Forces. And, and that's what we did. We swam from Coronado to the USS Midway. And uh, we're able to raise over $130,000 for the Honor Foundation. That's incredible. That's incredible, man. And, and, you know, a lot of what you say or what you're saying right now is resonating with me as well. And it's because when you join, when you join groups or even lead groups and like, in like your perspective where you're, you're leading, you know, a group of, of individuals, whatever journey you're going on, whether it be investing, whether it be starting a business, whether it be, you know, collectively volunteering time for, you know, a nonprofit organization, when you do it with people that you love, people that you, you know, spend time with people that you admire, it becomes that much more fulfilling. So, you know, that story is incredible. The story going up to San Francisco and going to the Airbnb headquarters. That's just awesome. I, I'm, I love to hear it. I love to hear it. Thank you. You know, and I just, I just want to say like for a while when I was trying to figure out like, you know, how do people make all this wealth and create all this, you know, wealth that they can just go on vacation, do whatever they, they want. You know, I was always looking for a formula. I think everybody that wants to get rich is they open these books and they go, they're hoping for a formula for success where they just follow A, B, and C and it's binary, but it's not right. And now that, you know, I, you, it sounds like you're very successful. And I know Dre is on this uh, amazing trajectory and I am as well as what I've found is it really, you know, that a lot of these, these wealthy people who write these books, successful people write about mindset, right? Mindset, because it's such an important factor to being able to open yourself up and start on this journey of entrepreneurship and creating passive streams of income. Absolutely. Totally agree. And, you know, to bring it back to real estate investing specifically, this is one industry, at least in my experience that I've had so far, where everybody wants everybody else to win. It's you, you find so many supporters, whether there's some guy that owns 10,000 units or, you know, a, a, a commercial broker that's just getting started. People tend to have a very positive attitude and positive mindset towards collaboration because, you know, it's not a zero sum game. There's so much of it out there. If you just put some effort in, get a little, a little know-how it's, it's not improbable that you can be very successful here and people will help you do so. So 
just bringing it back to the real estate industry. I think that that's something that rings true. Absolutely. And, um, and thank you for bringing it back to that because you reminded me of something that, that I wanted to say is one of the reasons that I, I started the legacy group and creating a group where we could foster and, and push each other to creating more streams of income, especially with real estate is I read, I read several articles where the average millionaire has seven streams of income. You know, so I started diving into what, what are these streams? What don't I have? What do I need to create? And most people only focus on three, the earned income from their paycheck or their, their day job, interest income from whatever they're saving, dividends from their 401k, and then that's it. <laughs> but there's four others. And if you spend the majority of your time just earning that paycheck, you're limited the number of hours you have in the day. And you have this opportunity cost instead of building a new income stream, you're just working, you know, for this paycheck and the number one, you know, income stream that you should be trying to create is that rental income from a property that you own because reduce your need for, for the earned income from your, your day job. And you have enough rental income one day, you walk away, you fire yourself from that job. And now you have time back. You just bought yeah. your time back. And that's the most important thing that we have in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dre, you want to take us to the next section? Yeah, yeah. So the next section is usually called the Legacy Round, funny enough. Uh, <laughs> the name is uh, formed after your group. Uh, we thought of you, Jason. And uh, <laughs> you already talked a lot about just usually we'll talk about a deal that's impacted someone and you, you really touched a lot on the duplex. And we also talked a lot about just growing your investment network too. So I think also for the sake of time, we're going to go straight into the Giordano Round. As you know, this is the Multifamily by the Slice podcast, which stems from Chicago pizza. And Giordano's the number one pizza place in Chicago for deep dish. It's Italian and it stands for the flow of things. And so as we leave this podcast, we want our listeners to walk away something, walk away with that slice of pizza they can eat and apply right away. So it's a series of four rapid fire questions that we want you to answer, Jason. And then the last part, we'll just ask you how we can get in touch with you. So I'll kick it off. Ike and I are going to go back and forth. Ike and I, Ike and Dre. So one, number one is routine is key. Describe what a typical day looks like for you and how small daily disciplines has to help you be successful. Honestly, I, I get up and um, I usually go for a workout. But before I go for the workout, I'm, I'm looking up, see what my stocks are doing. After my workout, I'm, I'm on emails. And, you know, when you're balancing two jobs, you've got to, you know, you, you've got to be purposeful about your time. So I'll focus a couple hours on, on one job and then, you know, try to put out fires, take care of anything that's needed. And then I'll transition to the next answer emails, do whatever is needed, you know, for my, my tasks for, for that week that are their priorities. And then, um, yeah. And usually that's uh, that consists of, of most of my day. And because I have, I'm a little ADHD that works for me because I like going from one thing to the next and just having all of these uh, things that I needed to keep a pulse on. Cool. All right. Question number two, if there was one slice of wisdom you wish you knew when you got started or advice you could pass to other, to others who want to set off in a similar direction, what would it be? Seek mentors. So don't, don't think that you, you need to learn everything about real estate before jumping into it, throw spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. Just create a mess. Don't, you know, find people who are smarter than you, whether it's, whether it's in lending, whether it's single family, whether it's short-term, long-term rentals, 
seek out people. And, and some people won't want to talk to you, but you know, don't let that deter you. Keep seeking out people and you'll find, you'll find people who want to, who want to help you and you want to surround yourself with. Vocab, what are your favorite or three most critical real estate terms multifamily investors should know and why? Oof, put me on the spot here. <laughs> yeah, it got me in this one, Dre. Next question. <laughs> All right. Here, we'll, we'll circle back to that one. But in the meantime, like you just mentioned, education is critical, not the most important thing, but very critical in this industry. What books or mastermind groups or even podcasts would you recommend readers immerse themselves in? The one book that really set a fire underneath me was Killing Sacred Cows by Garrett Gunderson. It is a, you know, it's a mindset of what he talks about is not living like the baby builders and living in uh, that thought of attitude of scarcity, living under scarcity and seeing seeing how much you've saved up at the age of 65 and, and how long you're going to live for. It's about elevating your means, elevating your means while also what was the title again? Killing Sacred Cows. Got it. By Garrett Gunderson. And I'm also, you know, when I was getting into it, I was a big, I listened to a lot of the Bigger Pockets podcast, you know, just, just the, the vast amount of success stories out there. That really shows you that, I mean, you can be a single mom and, you know, be, merely be making ends meet and get in the real estate game and be a multifamily investor you know, by just, you know, doing everything that we've, we've already talked about, finding yourself mentors, seeking out people who are smarter than you and different aspects of real estate. Absolutely. All right. So since you couldn't do the, since you were, couldn't really find the vocab words, I'll throw another one at you that I have right. to back up. What is the biggest risk you have taken? Biggest risk that I took in my life, and I know this isn't real estate related, was joining the Navy. I decided to enlist. I already had a college degree. I, you know, instead of going the officer route, you know, I, I chose to put all, all my chips in to, to trying to become a SEAL. It didn't work out for me. But, you know, looking back after 11 years on, on my career, knowing that I, I didn't make it through, through Hell Week, I have no regrets. I will go back and do it all over again. Awesome. All right. Cool. Last question. How can multifamily by the slice listeners best get in touch with you or learn about services you provide? You can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Jason Goyanko. I'm on LinkedIn. I should be easy to find. You can email me Jason Goyanko 281 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you and uh, find out what your, what your story is and, uh, and how I can help you. Awesome, bro. Thanks. It was a pleasure having you on the podcast. I really like what you said about the elevator too. Achieve some success, sending the elevator back down for others. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much, Trey. Thank you, Ike. Glad to meet you. Thank you as well. Can't wait to listen to more episodes. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Multifamily by the Slice podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Lastly, check out the show notes for links to topics discussed, as well as website and social media links for Dre, Ike, and our guest. See you next week.